This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Not the Arsenal Transfer Show. This morning it is the Arsenal News Show. You join me uh, now at 8am as usual, but uh, with it being the end of the transfer window and of course a brand new season, uh, the Arsenal News Show continues and will continue all the way through until um, December, which we will then restart the Arsenal News Show a month ahead of the January transfer window opening. So thank you as always everybody for tuning in and joining me it is very much appreciated as per uh, apologies for the slightly later start um but uh, it's good to be going now uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box as always um matt g olu paul a1 uh ponaru a b pinny ween tony jose uh rob we've got sweaty merlo john uh, Trevor, A1, Hawkwind, Black Shine. Uh, plenty of the usual faces uh, in the chat box. Thank you, everyone that's tuning in as always. It means the absolute world. And uh, without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories, shall we? Uh, we start with yesterday's Premier League results. Uh, in the early kickoff, Sheffield United drew 2-2 with Everton in a result that probably doesn't suit either team. Um, these two are probably the biggest relegation candidates for the season, and you, one of them would, of course, wanted to take away all three points. Jordan Pickford, though, at the end of that game, coming up with some majorly good and impressive saves. Um, and one of the reasons why he makes his case to be England number one as well. Um, but Everton and Sheffield United uh, getting a point in that game. Brentford also with the same scoreline against Bournemouth, 2-2, except they came very late uh, in the game to equalise uh, in their game against Bournemouth, uh, a game in which Bournemouth were probably the most impressive they've been, I suppose. Um, and uh, with Arsenal facing Brentford in the Cowboy Cup in a few weeks' time, on the 26th or 7th, we're still waiting for a confirmation of that date, Um I think it's an encouraging result from an Arsenal fan's perspective. Uh, Spurs beating Burnley 5-2. Uh, less said about that game, the better. Um, what I would say is that Burnley obviously going 1-0 up 
and then dropping five goals, not looking the best. Uh, Spurs conceding two will be something that teams will hold on to from a defensive standpoint. But with Ange Postacoglu now using Son as a central striker, with Brennan Johnson coming in, I think we can expect that Son will be that centre forward. Um, less said about them, the better. Manchester City beat Fulham 5-1. However, it could have been very, very different. Fulham's uh, conceding their second goal was a clear offside for Manuel Akanji, interfering with uh, Bernd Leno's view of the shot. And somehow, despite that, the referee and VAR decided against ruling out that goal. Erling Haaland came out after the game and actually admitted that he felt bad for Fulham that that goal had indeed stood. And he would have been very angry if indeed Man Man City had uh, sadly conceded a goal in the same fashion. And it just brings to light once again the frustration, the irritation, everything that we have come to expect from officiating in VAR. Once again, there is another example of absolutely horrific decision-making and Fulham should rightly face an apology for what happened to them in their game. But they went on to win 5-1, Erling Haaland getting plenty of goals once again. Uh, good for those with them in their fantasy teams. And speaking of goals, scoring plenty of goals, Evan Ferguson getting three goals in their game against Newcastle in a very, very impressive performance. And what leaves Newcastle with three game defeats on the spin? Um, very interesting to see what happens now. It was one of my early season predictions that Eddie Howe would be sacked this season. And so maybe if they continue to lose games, that will indeed happen. Of course, they've played some pretty tricky fixtures uh, against the likes of Man City, Liverpool, and now, of course, Brighton. Uh, and their upcoming games aren't going to get necessarily loads easier. They've got the Champions League, of course, kicking off in a very difficult group that contains PSG, Dortmund and Milan, but they play against Brentford in the next game. They travel away to Sheffield United the game after that. They are at home to Burnley in the following fixture. You would look at as a game that they very, very comfortably winning before they go away to West Ham. We're having a good season. They're at home to Crystal Palace, away to Wolves, and then they play at home to Arsenal on the 4th of November. We are the next big six team that they will indeed face, but it won't be all the way through until uh november i love this from yomi var standing for virtual apologies refereeing <laughs> which is absolutely the case right now and of course the game that we haven't talked about that i left to last because it is the best one of the lots is nottingham forest beating chelsea 1-0 at stanford bridge uh, an amazing result for nottingham forest a hilarious result for the blues a billion pounds can't buy your happiness but it can buy you Three points being lost against Nottingham Forest. That's what it can indeed do. Forest, of course, get in their goal and uh, will be gladly taking that back. Forest have been deserved, deserved of, of, of points this season. You know, 2 0 up against Man United, sadly, couldn't come away with a result. Um, they fought hard against Arsenal, even though they were easily dominated in that game by Arsenal in the 2 1 defeat, but they did very nearly. Uh, managed to claw back an unlikely point. And finally, they get the points they deserve this season with that win over Chelsea, who are looking really poor. Moises Caicedo having another mistake in his game as well. Uh, as the debate between who's better between Caicedo and Rice, it's not really been a contest so far this season. It's probably fair to say. Arsenal's Champions League fixtures have also been announced. Arsenal, of course, play facing against Sevilla. Uh, Ma- Manchester City, that'd be weird if we did that, wouldn't it? Sevilla, PSV, uh, and of course, the last team being Lance as well. But our fixtures have now been confirmed, so we know when they'll be placed. Uh, the first game is against PSV on Wednesday, the 20th of September. That is after 
the away trip to Everton and before the home game against Tottenham in the North London Derby. We play on Wednesday and then Sunday for the Derby, so that suits us pretty well. The next game is away at Lens in France, only a short hop over the channel, and it's in northern France's Lens near Lille, so it's not too bad of a trip whatsoever. We play away to Bournemouth on the south coast before going on Tuesday to Lens. I mean, you might as well just hop on a ferry from Bournemouth over the channel at that point to go to the Champions League game. And it does mean that we've got a nice five-day break between that Lawns game and then the home match against Manchester City on Sunday, the 8th of October. Our next game in the Champions League will be on the 24th of October away in Seville. That will come three days after a trip to Stamford Bridge, probably the trickiest two of the game. But then that's followed up by a home match against Sheffield United. So hopefully that shouldn't be. We can put a lot of focus on that Chelsea game. We can make some rotation for Sevilla and then get back strong for the Sheffield United game. I think that away game at Sevilla is probably the toughest game of the group, um, but one that maybe if you can do well in all your other five fixtures, you can afford maybe to to come away with a point. Uh, the Newcastle away game follows that before then facing Sevilla at home. So we've got a nice away trip to Newcastle, but that is followed by a home game against Sevilla and then a home game against Burnley, which is really good. That then follows an away trip to Brentford, which then is followed by that home match against Lons. So away uh, in the uh, in the Premier League, just to West London, uh, across a little bit further out from West London, and then a home trip against uh, Lons is pretty good. We then have a few game breaks um, against Wolves, Luton, and Aston Villa away before we then travel to Eindhoven for a revenge after our defeats in the Netherlands last season uh, on the 12th of December. We then follow that with another home game. All of our away Champions League trips are indeed followed up with home games, which is really good against Brighton before we face Liverpool, West Ham uh, and Fulham to round out the year. And hopefully Arsenal will have qualified by that point into the knockout round. So very, very, uh, I think, favourable Champions League ties against good teams. And of course, um, with some good fixtures around them as well. Um, am I going to be going? I'm hoping so. Um, but uh, there's there's never any guarantees in this business. Uh, we get to the more worrying part of today's show and probably the part of the show in which a lot of you have tuned in to find out the information about. Thomas Partey was indeed spotted in training according to the photos that were released by Arsenal Football Club. However, there has been a concern over the players' fitness over the last couple of days, bubbling under the surface. And that was confirmed and Arsenal will not be too happy about this, I can imagine, by the Ghanaian FA, who have provided an update on Thomas Partey a day before Arsenal face Manchester United. Of course, Arsenal and injury news. They want to keep this as quiet as they usually can because it only helps the opposition. And to be honest, if I'd have found out about this, uh, I wouldn't have been talking about this. But with the Ghanaian FA um, uh, kind of publishing this information, it is very much out there. So I think, you know, being a new show, we should address what is out there publicly. Um, the Ghanaian FA providing information that Arsenal uh, ace Thomas Partey has been left out of the squad due to injury. According to his club, the player picked up an injury in training and could be on the sidelines for a while. However, the Black Stars medical team is monitoring the situation. Um, the team doctor, when asked about this, said he sustained a groin injury during training on Thursday, August 31st, 2023. He is currently unavailable as club doctors predict. He's likely to be out for a couple of weeks. So they're suggesting to Ghana that it's a couple of weeks. Now, that would obviously cover the international break. So you have to be very privy to the fact that they're saying it's a couple of weeks. Uh, as James McNicholas of The Athletic reported, we have not got a full timeline yet on how long he'll be out for. I know there's been suggestions of three to four months online. I'm not saying that they are inaccurate, 
but it is worth us waiting until we get official confirmation from the club to find out what the extent of Thomas Partey's injury is and what it is. I know there's been plenty of reports flying around and discussing what's going on. But uh, yeah, sadly, um, it seems there will be no Partey at uh, the game today um, at all. But uh, yeah, the injury was sustained on Thursday, um, according to the Ghanaian FA. So that's what they have said. But in terms of what Arsenal might do, uh, we play Manchester United today, as you very well know. And uh, because it's been a chaotic week with deadlines and stuff like that, that we haven't had a chance to do one of our members preview shows. So I thought what we would do is, is once again, combine the preview show with our morning 8am show. So we're going to do that. So uh, I, I think this intro music, music still is a little bit loud. So maybe cover your ears. <laughs> but we're going to go to the preview show right now. So, uh, Arsenal against Manchester United in the Premier League today, 4.30pm UK time. Massive, massive game for both teams and uh, it is expected to be quite the quite the battle indeed, indeed. Um, I am going to be there. I'm looking forward to going. I'm looking forward to going to what I think is my first home Arsenal-Manchester United clash. I'm not sure I've ever been at a home Arsenal United game. I've been to Old Trafford to watch Arsenal play Manchester United in Old Trafford, but I don't think I've ever seen one at home, believe it or not. It's one of those things where just strangely, I've never been able to get to one. Um, so yes, uh, very interesting indeed to see how it goes. I'm optimistic, but uh, Man United have received a bit of a boost ahead of the game in which is Rasmus Hoyland will be part of the Man United squad for this game. Eric Ten Hag confirming that. They also managed to, I believe, register their brand new players, uh, Alte Badini, uh, the um, the new Turkish goalkeeper. They've also got uh, Sergio Regulon, who I think potentially could even start at left back because they are without Luke Shaw and Tyrell Malassia. Uh, who are both injured for this game. And of course, Sofian Amrabat was signed on loan uh, in a 10 million euro loan fee from Fiorentina with the potential to make that permanent at the end of the season as well. So four potential new additions to the Man United squad for this game. How they will set up is still very much a mystery, but in terms of how I would set Arsenal up, this is the team that I've gone for considering Thomas Partey is not expected to be available. Ramsdale, of course, between the sticks. I think after the international break, it'll be intriguing to see how quickly we see David Rea come into the fold for those Champions League games and Carabao Cup games. Um, but Ramsdale very much continues as the number one. Uh, with Partey out, it means that Ben White returns at right back. William Saliba and Gabriel return as a centre-back partnership and Zinchenko comes into the team. So two additions to the back four um, that we find ourselves in. With um, Partey out, though, and I would have played Partey in midfield. I know that some people may choose to go with Jorginho uh, instead of uh, Partey, but I will indeed be going with Kai Havertz. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity to throw him into this game and see if he can respond and give him that um, give him that type of uh, encouragement. And if he's going to prove us wrong... We've got to give him the opportunities to be able to do that. So I personally would go for him. But if it is Jorginho, I'm not going to be too concerned about that whatsoever. Uh, Odegaard, of course, continues in that position that we find ourselves in at number 10. And then the forward line, there was a decision, mate, because while Saka and Martinelli were the obvious choices, uh, who started at central striker, I know is maybe a bit of a debate. I did put a poll into our Discord server this morning of who should start up front in today's game. 
and uh, all the people that were up very quickly, uh, an amazing 90 plus percent of our voters chose Eddie and Ketia. I agree with them. Uh, all the other votes went to Gabriel Jesus. No one voted for Havertz or Trossard to start up front. Um, but I would go with Eddie and Ketia off some really, really good form at the start of the season and also been called up to the England squad as well. So really impressive form, really on a high from that call up to the England team. I say build on that momentum, use that momentum. He scored two goals against Man United in this fixture last season. Why not give him the opportunity to do that? And I think that is the right way forwards um i just want to let people know that uh i can see a lot of your people in the chat box are indeed uh being very uh disparaging i think it's probably the right word toward a certain kai havertz uh you are being monitored i know who you are i'm watching you just in case things go really really well i want to see some hands being held up afterwards just like i will if indeed it turns out to be the wrong choice so uh it's not a case of shoehorning havertz in to this game it is with Partey out, I think, the the way to go. And uh, if look, if Partey was fit, I would have dropped Havertz and I would have played Partey and Rice. Um, I think Havertz is the right player to go with uh, in this game over Jorginho. But maybe it will be Jorginho. If it is, I'll be absolutely fine with that. I'm hoping that Havertz has a brilliant game and certainly makes people have a be a little bit more humble maybe next time in their, in their uh, picks. Right, let's go to your questions then uh, right after this. Right then, let's jump into the chat box, shall we? And tackle as many of your questions as we feasibly can in the space of what is probably about 10 or so minutes. Let's go. Um, Jack says, will you accept he should be dropped if you're wrong again? It's interesting Jack asked this question because I, li I literally just said like seconds ago, if Partey was fit, I would have dropped him. Um, but because Partey isn't fit, I'm bringing Havertz back into the team. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tom, who gets your screamer for the game? Oh, it's going to be Havertz. Havertz has got to be the guy. I think he overtakes White a little bit now. I'd love to see Kai Havertz. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com get an absolute banger of a goal in this game. Let's keep our fingers crossed that indeed he does. I just hope that, you know, I think um, a great way to measure kind of what you weight, whether you weight your own opinion over the success of Arsenal, is see how you feel. If Havertz does score today, I wonder if the first feeling is jubilation over, oh no, 
I'm gonna have to come back to the TGT channel and uh, apologize. <laughs> so I wonder what your feeling is. What happens first if indeed there is a goal from him? Robert says, "What does Havertz offer us?" Well, if you give uh, a read of the article that I wrote after the game against Crystal Palace. I'll happily send you a link to that, Robert, if you would like. Get in contact with me, and I can send it to you directly. Um, but the amount of uh, hold-up play, the the defensive ability of it, he brings his intelligence when on the ball can be really good. I know that against Fulham he wasn't on that typically smart trajectory of, of playing those quick passes. And I, I was really critical of his game against Fulham where he took that ball off Rice and played it back or he played that ball a little bit loose to Martinelli. And those were really poor moments. But against Nottingham Forest, against Manchester City and against uh, Crystal Palace, he had some really good points in those games. Of course, it was really critical to how Arsenal played in the game away at Crystal Palace. He's also a great target man if we ever wanted to switch um, things up and not hold on to the lead. You've got Havertz who can come on as your target man up top as well. He gives us something different in the team, but off the ball is really important. And we're not going to have as much possession perhaps in this game as we have had in others. I hope that we do, but I think we are going to be out of possession more against Man United than those first three games. And he's really good for those points as well in transition. So let's see what happens um, with Havertz today. But yeah, I would recommend giving a read of my piece, Robert, that I did after the game against Crystal Palace to find out all the intricacies of, of Havertz's game that you might have missed during that fixture. Um, Maximia says, Tom, I've learned from the F a PGMOL. I can apologize every week or not. <laughs> they don't always apologize. So you never know. You might have to uh, sit on your apologies for now, mate. Uh, Gary says, United will have a combative midfield today. I feel we have to match their physicality and ed energy. Defensively, United are there for the taking. I hope that we go for the jugular. Absolutely. Uh, Zuntar says, Man United's midfield is a very weak and slow. So I'm not worried about the pace. It's the attack that I'm scared of. Well, I think you should be scared of Rashford, but Martial, Anthony, I mean, these aren't players that personally scare me. Um, they've been very disappointing, but we are the type of team, as I describe ourselves sometimes, to be a bit of a defibrillator for the likes of people's careers. Bruno Fernandes, we've enabled at times when he's been in poor form to, to rise up again. Anthony, we obviously gave a goal to on his debut. You know, we need to be aware of these facts as well. Matt says, Evan Ferguson, would you sign him next season? I mean, the way that he's going, you know, I think it'd be mad to kind of say that you wouldn't be keen. I wanted to see what this season he brought. You know, I was really kind of, I was skeptical about him before this season. But if he continues on this type of form, it'd be very interesting to see if Arsenal are indeed a team that comes in for him next summer. And how much Brighton, of course, charge for Evan Ferguson next summer as well. Uh, Holdini Yomi says, do you think Arsenal fans moaning about Arteta changing tactics is being overly critical? Look at Newcastle getting pumped while playing the same style as last season. This is a question that I was hoping someone would ask. Yes, Yomi. So, so true. Newcastle haven't changed. The personnel might have changed. Tonali might have come into the team. But overall, they are playing very, very similarly to last season on Newcastle. And they are paying the price for it. It took them, I think, 24 games to lose three Premier League fixtures last year. This year, it's taken four. Just four games. And after that game against Aston Villa on the first game of the season when they won 5-1, there was all this hype, all this furore. Oh, Newcastle, yeah, going to continue. They're going to overtake Arsenal. They're going to get closer. They're going to be, I think a Newcastle fan was on TalkSport or Five Live saying that, you know, they're going to be the closest competitor to Man City this season. You're going to use, lose three games in a row. You're not going to be a competitor in a Premier League title race, you know, and that goes for Arsenal, just not just us. So, yes, this is such an important point. If you stay still, if you do the same thing 
that team that you did last season, if you stand still, you will go backwards because teams around you are not going to stand still. They're going to evolve. They're going to change. They're going to improve. So if you want to do the same thing over and over again, and by the way, that thing that we did last season did cost us at times, whether we had Saliba or not in games, it still cost us. We've got to evolve. We've got to change. And we can tinker at the beginning of the season as long as we don't drop too many points because at the end of the season, the point is is that we don't drop off, that we have a strong end to the season. And that's what's really, really important is so that we evolve and move forward as a team. Uh, Tariq, thank you so much for becoming a brand new member, first of all, once again, rejoining the club, if not already continuing with us and asking the question with a super chat, very kind indeed, uh, from one have a stand to another. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a stand, Tariq. I wouldn't go that far. I'm just a fan of, of Arsenal and I'm a fan of giving players time. Uh, but Tariq says from one Havertz stand to another, how many goals and assists in all comps do you think he needs to get to have a successful first season? Well, the thing is, is he's coming to replace, not out and out, not in terms of style, not in terms of the same position, but he is replacing um Xhaka's role like in terms of Xhaka's kind of space if you like in the squad and Xhaka brought us seven goals and seven assists last season so I think that has to be like the aim for Havertz is at least seven goals and seven assists all across all competition for him to say to have a successful season if he gets more or actually probably one more so he needs to try and get 15 goal contributions for me to say that he has had a successful season because otherwise have we progressed forwards from Granite Xhaka would be the question. So yes, I'd say 15 goal contributions would be my target to for Havertz during this campaign. Uh, Data Speech says it's time to part ways with Thomas Partey. And this is a question that came up a lot yesterday. He is going to miss games. If he indeed is out for the projected three to four months, if it's only a couple of weeks like the Ghanaian FA are saying, which I don't know how realistic it is because we are still yet to get official confirmation and we're still yet to get a timeline on it. But if he's going to be out for a while, this means he's going to miss another Man United game, another North London derby, another game against Manchester City, another game at Stamford Bridge, another game potentially against Liverpool, another game uh, against the likes of Newcastle and Brighton. You know, we can't afford to keep losing Thomas Partey and a player of that importance to our team. We can't afford to keep losing because of injuries. And I do think that it is a fair question to ask, should we be looking at replacing Thomas Partey next summer or even in January if we have the opportunity to do it, um, if we can? Because at the end of the day, we have to rely on our big, big players. And if they are continually and consistently getting injured as Partey is, you have to ask that question. So, yes, I think it's a very fair point to raise data speech um, regarding the injury status of of, uh, of him. Uh, Gunnar Dude says, in my opinion, Vieira deserves to start after the Fulham cameo. The only reason why I'm not starting Vieira is because of the opponent. We are going to be out of the possession for a lot more than you would expect us against the likes of Fulham that we had bought the ball for in that game that Vieira thrived in. Havertz is a lot better off the ball than what Vieira is. And so I think that might be an asset to the side going forwards in this game. Jorginho gives you control. like He gives you a solid passer, progressor, good at penalties as well if he's on the field. So that is obviously something to take into consideration. But I just think that I would like to see Havertz if indeed Partey isn't there. I think Havertz might be the one to go with. I could be wrong. And I will sit here tomorrow morning with my hands held high in apology if that is the case. But just for now, I would like to see it happen. Um... Let's go to Lee, who says, months ago, you said this is Vieira's make-or-break season. Do you still stand by? Absolutely, Lee. Every player gets two. 
Every new player for me gets two years at Arsenal where you have to prove yourself. And if you don't prove yourself after those two seasons, if you haven't shown that you should be at the club, then that for me is your time at the club over. Two seasons is what I give you. That's why Lukonga and Tavares, sadly, you know, are, are towards the exit doors at this moment in time. They're at the club. I didn't want them in the squad this season, you know, but Odegaard, Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, um, Ben White, who we signed in 2021, have indeed all proved themselves as we hit 2023. And I'm very happy for them all to be in the squad. And that goes for Vieira for this season. You know, it goes for, I mean, Zinchenko and Jesus have already proven themselves, to be honest. Um, but uh, Matt Turner, you know, we, we decided to move on from. We were ruthless with that. So it shows you that the club have that same kind of rhetoric as well. But uh, yeah, it's I always find it interesting when questions like this come in, though, because it's I think it's indicative of a misconception that I'm not able of saying if I'm wrong about something, which I feel like I am. So when, you know, Lee asked the question, do you still stand by that? I'm not going to change the point of view on a statement that I've let out saying that a player gets two years. You know, I think that that is fair and you have to stand by views like that. Um, and that if they don't work after two years, it's the right thing to do in moving them on. Uh, let's do score predictions. As Rancid says, what are our score predictions for today? I'm going for a two. It's really hard to see us keeping clean sheets at home right now. So I'm going to go three, one. Uh, I was going to go two nil, but I feel like three, one. Um, might be uh, what it could end up being for Arsenal, um, of course. So I'm going to go with a 3-1 scoreline today. Uh, Kirill's going for a 2-2, but I hope that it's 3-3. Uh, 3-1, rather. Uh, Mark says 2-1. Uh, Kiss uh, M-Y-W. How do I pronounce this, K-S-S-M-Y-W? Because I'd love to know how I do it so I don't have to read out the full letters uh, of this. Uh, phonetically spell it for me. That'd be great. 2-1 uh, Arsenal. Owen's going for a 2-1. Trait's going for a 4-1. Nab's going for a 3-2 win. Marcus going for a 2-1 one win. Rans is going for a 3-2. Havert, Saka, Nelly. Um, Good Legends going for a 3-2. Matt says 2-1. Darren says 2-1. Gunner Dude says 8-0. That'd be great. Uh, Jonas says 4-1. Uh, Arasilki says 2-0. Paul says 3-2. Blackshine says 3-2. Max Days Black says 3-1. And says 10-0. That'd be great. Um, John says Havertz is going to make Haaland look like Aaron Hickey. <laughs> 4-1 to Arsenal. Steve says, um, was Aaron Hickey the guy that we were linked to from like um, Bologna? Am I thinking of someone else? I feel like it was, John. Uh, Krishna says 3-2. Tony says 2-1. 2-1 um, from Gunalad. 2-2 from Robert. 3-0 uh, from Zeb Boy. Anson says 2-0. Matchy says 2-1. So, yeah, there's lots of uh, positivity in the chat. Some negative Nellies. Magambo is one of those as a specialist for our negative Nellies going for a nil-nil. Kevin says 1-2. Uh, I just don't think it will be our week. Fair enough. Tony's going for a nil-nil draw. Uh, Mini, Winnie, uh, Mini Wilkie says 3-1. Uh, John's going for a 2-1. Joe's going for a nil-nil. And Comrade's going for a 3-0 win there. So lots of, um, lots of different predictions uh, in the chat box there. And uh, yeah, Holdini says 2-0 Arsenal as well. Right, a um, couple more questions and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, let's go to Zeb Boyce's, what are your thoughts on the Rashford versus Martinelli debate? It's a good debate. Um, I think that Rashford is, is probably the slightly better player, the more accomplished player, the more consistent player. Um, but, you know, Martinelli is very, very close. I also think that Rashford's obviously more versatile, can play as a centre-forward so, but it's very close. I don't think it's a debate in which we need to you know, go crazy over. But I think Rashford is probably the more accomplished forward of the two. But Martinelli is younger. 
uh, it's worth remembering. And it's still got a couple of years, you know, to get to where uh, Rashford is in terms of where he is right now. And by the time he's the same age as Rashford, which I think is what, 25 now? 25, yeah. And Martinelli's what, 22? So, yeah, three years. Um, three years has Martinelli got um, on Rashford. And yeah, Kiro, he can play centre-forward, but he's not anywhere near as good at centre-forward as what Rashford is. If you were to put Rashford at centre-forward and Martinelli at centre-forward, Rashford is miles better. Um, but if you're comparing them both as left-forwards, it's a lot closer. But uh, yeah, three years has uh, Rashford got on Martinelli. So it's not exactly like it's a fair comparison in that sense, because Martinelli's got three more years to get to the same level of development as, as Rashford has. And he could, by that point, be better than Rashford. So I think there's always um, going to be the option for that. Uh, Rand says, no debate. I always back my players. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's just obvious bias. I'm trying to take my Arsenal hat off at the end of the day, you know. Uh, I could say, I'm trying to think now of who's if Man United have actually got any better players than us. Have they got any better players than us? A joint 11 of Man United and Arsenal for me is Ramsdale in goal, Ben White at right back, Saliba at right centre back. Based on form, I mean, Gabriel's obviously not been playing, so you'd probably pick Martinez, but based on the form of last season, I'd choose Gabriel over Martinez as well. Uh, Zinchenko over Shaw and uh, Malassia and Regulon. Zinchenko, I think, is better. I think you probably have to go with Casemiro over Partey because of just consistency. You know, Casemiro is, is just always available to play. And then alongside him, you'd go with Declan Rice. So, yeah, Casemiro and Rice um, would be in the in the midfield. It's very close to in Casemiro and Partey, but I edge towards Casemiro because of his availability more than anything. Like he's not going to be in, available in this game. So yeah, Casemiro um, with Rice in midfield, then Odegaard as the ten. The Odegaard's better than Bruno Fernandez in my opinion. Um, and then I'd go Rashford left, Jesus through the middle, and uh, Saka on the right hand side. So they have one to maybe three in a combined 11 max if you're being really sensible you know I think max three if you're being sensible it's a max of three players of Man United got in a combined 11 um, anything more than that I think is yeah Anana is very good but I personally rate Ramsdale higher than Anana and you know, I know that some people will disagree with that. It's fine. I think that's probably quite close, but arguably Raya, you know, based on form of last season, Raya was better than Ramsdale. So you could say that Raya is is actually the one that goes into the lineup. So yeah, very interesting in, indeed to see what that would be. I'm not the biggest fan of combined lineups because yeah, it's very difficult because teams play different systems, different formations, and you know, it's very hard sometimes to get those exactly the way that they should be. Um, but there you go. Um, right. That's going to end today's show. I'm really excited to get down to the Emirates a little bit later on this afternoon. It's going to be great. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, it's always an absolute joy to, to be there. And it's been a while since I was not at the... I haven't been at the Emirates since the Nottingham Forest game. So I wasn't at the Fulham game because I was away. I didn't get to Palace because the press box was too small. Uh, I haven't been to the Emirates since the opening day. And I think me not being there against Fulham was a big, big factor. Just putting that out there into the ether. So me being there today hopefully will be a good omen uh, for us. If you go into the game, 
and I'll see any of you. I'll make sure to say hello. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, to getting down there and, and watching it. So yeah, have a fantastic day, people. I hope that uh, Killer Kai can bring home uh, a fantastic performance for us and we can get some apologies in the chat box tomorrow that I hope people will be more than willing to give. So uh, yeah, let's see what happens. But thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope that you enjoy yourselves. Stay safe, stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.